Hey everyone, I'm Natasha Felix. I'm the host of All Things JNJ Glare. Every Tuesday, we discuss different topics from self-care, self-love, self-improvement, beauty, and personal care. All we want is to inspire you. Remember, we never stop learning. Every day, we realize that there's something new to learn about. Come join me every week as we explore all of the episodes. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to All Things JNJ Glam. On today's episode, we'll be talking about unpacking emotional baggage. My guest for today is Catherine, but you can call her Katty. Katty is a certified life coach who helps people unpack their baggage to enable them bring in extraordinary happiness and success. After going through a painful period of her life, finding herself jobless and a single mom, Katty learned the skill to unpack what was holding her back. She went on to triple her income, attract love, and raise a healthy, happy child. Katty uses intuition and healing skills to help her clients evolve. Without further ado, let's welcome Katty. Hello. Hiya. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. That's fine. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm doing okay. Thank you. So can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Okay, yes. So I'm Kathy and I am a certified life coach. I work with clients to unpack what is going on in their life. So I call it unpacking the baggage so they can start living life a little bit more freer and they can start experiencing the success they want to experience or the happiness and joy they want to experience in their life. Thank you for that. I'm going to be focusing today on unpacking emotion and all of that. So how do we understand when to unpack our emotional baggage? Wow, that's a that's a loaded question. So (laughs) Um, yeah. So I guess as we go on in life, I always love the saying that says, if you're not growing, you're withering. So in life, if you're not developing, then you're moving backwards. There's no neutrality. So when it comes to knowing when to unpack your baggage is when you feel stuck. And when you start noticing similar patterns happening in your life over and over again, that's why you start asking yourselves, right, what, am, what is life teaching me and what do I need to unpack? Yeah, what's life teaching me and what do I need to unpack? Yes. Hmm. I was supposed to ask this question later on, but I'm going to ask it now. Sure. How do we stop picking other people's baggage? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's also a very interesting question. So when it comes to other people's baggage, it can come with a lot of issues because we pick other people's baggage because we are carrying our own. Mm-hmm. And that could be part of us. Like, for example, I know there are certain people like empaths who basically are, um, or I like to call them healers of the world. And what they tend to do is that they tend to uh, see a person that's suffering, whether it's emotionally or physically, and they tend to step in and be there for them and help them. And that is usually 
an amazing thing they're doing because they want to help and they want to heal. And I'm similar like that, but they also don't know how to create boundaries. So they're not sucked into people's drama um, and cycle in life. Mm -hmm. However, there can be another option where you are literally surrounded by so much drama or so much um, with people carrying a lot of baggage and you t and then you kind of get sucked in without even knowing. Mm -hmm. So how do you know whether you are carrying another person's baggage? I guess you would have to think about how you feel around that person. And when you're away from them, like when you take a break from them, how do you feel? And then you'd know. Hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So are there like steps we can take to unpack our emotional baggage? Uh, yeah. So it would need like specific things. I think at different points in our life, we all have uh, different things that we're working on. And I guess the first thing, if I was to generalize the whole thing, the first thing is asking yourselves, what pattern am I repeating or what is it that I want to take away or improve in my life? So that's the first thing. And then you've got up to, you've got to be very honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, like, for example, in my case, there's a time I felt that I loved complaining to my friends. Like I absolutely loved, and it wasn't just one person. I would call six, seven people through three days saying the same story of how I was hurt and how everything was going on in my life. And I loved it. Like, I didn't know I loved it at that point, but I got to a point where I was going through something. And obviously I was looking for scrolling through my phone, thinking of who I hadn't oh. told the story. Yeah. So and I got to a point and I thought, oh, my God, this is this is something. This is something in my bag that I really need to unpack because like why was, is it? It was like a habit. It became a habit. Yes. Yeah. And what I realized, so I literally started, and I think this is the second point, I started journaling. And all I did is I sat down with myself on my own and I started looking at why was it that I really liked complaining to my friends? And what I came to find out is that I really enjoyed being the victim. Like it was amazing because then your attention was on you and people were saying, oh, so poor you. Oh my God, how I can't even believe you're going through something like that. How are you so strong? And I literally had to sit down with myself and, and be so brutally honest and acknowledge to myself that I really love when I'm the victim because then people pay attention to me and I'm able to you know enjoy the limelight I saw that there was a pattern in my life because I really enjoyed that victimhood what happened that is that I kept attracting so many things in my life that would end up being a source of pain that then I would be able to share with my friends mm -hmm. so one, I recognize that. And two, I journaled it. And by journaling it, you're able to put your thoughts into, into words and you're able to bring them forth. And so I wrote like 10 different statements regarding this victimhood. And then I started looking for ways in which to heal. And there can be different ways to heal. So I started journaling and then setting up 
uh, little goals for myself in order to come out of that pattern. And I was able to unpack why I needed to feel like a victim or why feeling like a victim made me feel good, even though it's not a good thing, why it made me feel good at that particular time. So I was able to own up to my own baggage. And then funnily enough, I don't do it anymore. So I'm not saying that I don't have close friends that I talk to when I'm going through something. It's just that I don't spread it yeah, like so- I used to just to feel good. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. At the end of the day, you were revolving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said at the beginning, we have to grow. So that was a stepping stone for you to grow. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I guess when I'm working with clients and they're going through um, a situation where they're not helped, you know, they, they keep getting stuck or they want to go to the next level. It's kind of like going into the bonnet of the car, going inside the suitcase and looking at, okay, what's slowing you down? And then you work at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. So I think this one is quite similar to the question I asked before how do we let go of those buried emotions so we can be our authentic self oh wow that's a good question i'm all about that (laughs) i'm all about those buried emotions and if first of all if you if you realize you have a buried emotion then congratulations because you're way more than I think 70% of our current generation because what happens is that we go through life repeating patterns and we don't really know what's going on Mm -hmm. so if you already have like a buried emotion like for example let's go with anger like for example or so how do you release the anger so that you can move on with life and there are so many approaches that I guess you can use I'll share two different approaches which I think are different or opposite of each other that you'd be able to practice to use so the first one I would say is the internal approach where you have to look inside and I use meditation a lot to look within that's the word I was going for um and when you look within you have to be very intuitive to learn okay where did this anger come from when was the first time I experienced this emotion and around what time or around what situation does that does this emotion come up because when you know the source of the emotion then you're able to actually go to the source like for example if it happened 10 years ago you're able to go and rationalize it from a very different perspective and then, so you've got to sit with the emotion. And I do this a lot with my son. We have to realize that emotions are very normal. They are a normal part of life. Yeah. They are, you know, anger, jealousy, envy. They are emotions that we feel and they are connected to thoughts and they are connected to feelings. So when you feel that emotion, what tends to happen and why it becomes, it takes control of us instead of us taking control of it is because we shut down. We don't let ourselves feel the emotion. 
And I was talking to a friend of mine and she was going through uh, something in her life and she was feeling quite jealous, but she did not want to feel jealous about the situation she was going through. And she kept saying, you know, I'm, I'm a jealous person. I don't want to be a jealous person. I want to. And I say to her, wait, stop. You have to accept and love the jealous part of you for you to be able to uh, process that emotion. And I gave her the task of feeling the emotion as it came through and fully allowing yourself to feel it through. And the way I used to help her was to say that she needed to feel like it was piercing through her heart and coming off the back and feel the extent of that emotion. Because the more she feels it, yeah, the more she processes it and the more she's able to have a hold of it. Because if you close up and you don't feel the emotion that you're feeling what happens is that you you react instead of responding Mm -hmm. so when situation come you're not really ready to respond in a mature way you react and then later on you have that hindsight or perspective where you think "Uh oh what did I do yeah So for me, that's one. Look internally, look at the source of the emotion and then process it. And then the second way of dealing with it is externally, where is basically you throw yourself at that thing that is emotionally sort of affecting you. Like, for example, and then and this is why I say you need to practice care as to what you're feeling because you don't want to throw yourself, like, for example, at an abusive relationship to feel you know, powerless. So for me, it's looking at the external conditions surrounding the emotion. So for example, if it's a negative emotion, like for example, feeling powerless, then I would remove myself from a situation like that. But if it's an emotion like fear, like for example, fear of public speaking, then you need to approach that emotion little by little by doing things that empower you or get you closer to that and you and and by the time you get there you'll be thinking okay that wasn't too bad maybe I'll do something different next time that wasn't too bad so there's an external approach an internal approach so it's a very broad question because you don't know what you're dealing with and the person's background and why that emotion is affecting them but yeah those are the two tips I would say yeah Because I think, you know, like you said at the beginning, every one of us have our baggage. Yes. There was one um, episode I did where I was talking about reinventing self. I think I made a statement that not because we are reinventing ourselves doesn't mean we can't feel the feeling. You are allowed to feel the feeling. You know, yes. it's good for you to feel the feeling because you're human. It's there to protect you. Like fear is there to protect you. It's the brain's mechanism of saying, uh-oh, look at what you're just about to get yourself into and look at it again. And because I'm here pro- to protect you, because remember that one time when we did something similar and then things didn't work out. So we don't do something like that. So the feeling is there to protect you. And it's such a beautiful um, gift that we've been given as humans. Mm-hmm. So that's a really profound point. Yeah, yeah. thank you. So how do we let go of relationship baggage? Oh, that's a good one. I've had to let go of so much relationship baggage. Um, uh, first of all, 
I was talking to a client of mine and we discussed that some of the patterns that she was repeating in her relationships were actually generational baggage. It wasn't just individual baggage because studies have been uh, done that show that as soon as the egg hits the sperm during fertilization, they bring with it a lot of generation patterns with it that's why sometimes you act like you can't help acting like the way your mom acts and even though no matter how much you try not to act like your mother you find yourself doing the same thing and so relationship baggage can come from generational patterns but it can also come from uh, familiar patterns like you see around other people and when it comes to human connection because we connect from the heart and the problem with relationships is that if you shut down you won't be able to connect with the next person what will happen is that you will take that baggage instead to the next person and then the next person and you keep transferring it so one of the ways that I was able to let go of my relationship baggage was to first of all, not put the blame on the other person. So I was in a situation where, for example, I've been cheated on and I had to sit and take responsibility and not blame myself to say, oh, I didn't do this and I didn't do that because that's not what it's about. It's about thinking, what about me? What about my thinking allowed that person to take advantage like that because when you do that you're able to take full responsibility and adjust yourself so you're able to move on by not being so connected emotionally with the person so you you've seen people who've gone 10 years and they still talk about an ex from 10 years who cheated on them and did all that and it's it's fine but what we have to realize we have to realize that you're living in the present moment and the past and the future they don't exist they only exist in in our mind and studies have been shown to say that sometimes when we're telling a story like for example a story of our past sometimes we exaggerate it or our mind exaggerates it more than what happened during the event Because the more you tell it, the more you're creating neural connection and the more your brain is thinking, "Uh uh-oh, we don't really like this situation. So let's put a lot of salt on it. So then, you know, we never have to go back ever, ever again. So I think the process for unpacking relationship baggage is quite, I think it's quite a process and it's quite a healing process. I would say if you would do three things you'd have to do is love yourself, number one. And it's not this hashtag self-love. Oh my God, I'm putting on makeup. And oh my God, look at all these people noticing me. That's not love. (laughs) That's not self-love. Self-love is sitting down, like I said, with your baggage and sitting down with your emotions and allowing yourself with the business of life to feel what you're feeling at that moment, whether it's betrayed, whether it's hard, to feel what you're feeling. Secondly, 
then ask yourself, what is it about me or what is it about my thoughts during the relationship term that allowed me to attract this in my life? Because then you're able to look at yourself and look at patterns and think, maybe I don't think I'm worth a lot of love. Maybe I don't think I'm worth a guy who will not cheat on me or I'm not worth a guy who will, whatever the case. So then start adjusting your belief system in order for you to be able to attract somebody better next time. Third, obviously, and it goes without saying, it's literally forgiving and letting go. I love journaling and I can't remember what inspiration I got, but I wrote this statement where I said that, and I guess it's been written about in songs and stuff, but when you love a person or when you're in love with a person or in your relationship with a person, you don't own that person. They're not yours. Like you came in this world and you at some point you met. You weren't born together. You met at some point. And your two souls, two very different souls who are looking for their own journey in life. They're progressing in their own journey. So maybe your timeline on this earth was for you to meet at some point and then at some point separate and you've got to honor that if we separate that is fine because then my soul is seeking a different direction or your soul the other person's soul is seeking a different direction you don't own anybody's soul so living with that freedom of knowing that you know what it's fine they came in my life for a season and now that season has finished and now it's time to heal or look at the lessons that I learned from that relationship and then move on or move forward and use that ability. We have such a good ability for re- of regeneration. Use that towards gearing up into something productive in your life. And it's hard and it sucks and it hurts. And like we said, you have to keep unpacking and just keep feeling what you're feeling and learn that sometimes you've been there before and you think I'm gonna die I'm literally gonna die this time and then you come out of the other end and you're like all right okay I made it it. yeah I made it and then you're like all right that wasn't so bad so yeah there's there's a lot about uh, relationships because we tend to attract who we are at that moment in our life so in all of it, we have to acknowledge that we ourselves, we have a baggage. Yeah, we, we, all, we all have baggage. We all have um, things that patterns or little things that we need to adjust here and there. And sometimes we just need to let go and think that wasn't right for me and then yeah. move on. So you were saying that emotional baggage pulls us down. Yes. Um, emotional baggage comes from repeated thoughts and feelings about something. And the minute we're able to master it and become the master of our own thoughts and feelings, then you're able to interrupt certain belief system that have been going on for such a long time. And like I said, some of it is so subconscious. We don't know why we're doing it. So releasing emotional baggage helps you move on you feel free. I always see it as it's it's kind of like when you're going through life, it's like you have a parachute, but it's being weighed down by all these things and you just keep going down. So the more you release, the more lighter. you'll be lighter and you'll be able, yeah, that's right. You'll be able to move up to whatever you want. Yeah. Thank you very much. So 
what advice can you give on ways we can help ourselves to be a better person? One of the things I realized about where we are, and I always love a lady called Louise Hay. She's always talking about self-love and what self-love means to you. So the first thing we need to do is, first of all, just love ourselves with where we are, whatever situation you're in, because from a place of self-love, you're able to hear the truth about yourself and realize where you need to improve or acknowledge where you have improved. You know, rarely do we go on and think, oh, wow, I came from far. I think we tend to keep on going without looking at the beautiful life we've created, despite the challenges we faced as human beings. Uh, There's a time in the summer when I was walking up a hill, I was concentrating so hard on going up the hill because it was such a high hill until my partner turned around at the hill and he went, wow, what a view. But it made me realize that we are, it's like in life, we tend to just keep going on to the you're next. Not, you're not thinking about the view around us. You're just thinking about, I want to get to that hill. I just want to get <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. And when I get there, then I can when have I, the view. I can have the view. But then when you get there, you'll find another peak or then you'll be like, right, time to go down now. I think there's so much power in just reflection and self-love is going, damn, I have come from far. Like you should have seen me two months ago or whatever months ago. So that's part of self-love, understanding where you are. And then if you want to leap forward into something, the best advice I'd give for you is to first of all, concentrate on just one thing. Don't be an addict of self-improvement where you want to improve all these things about your life because what, what tends to happen, you don't improve any because you have your brain changing a behavior takes at least 90 days. Mm-hmm. So it would be very hard to change three behaviors in 90 days because you, you, you forget and your brain loves or your mind loves patterns. Your mind loves repeating things. So one thing you need to do is teach yourself to look at what you need to change and then you need to think instead of saying I need to stop being so insecure you need to look at the flip side and say I need to gain confidence because then that is an empowering statement and then you list the number of things or list the what you need to do what feeling are you reaching for when you're confident okay when I'm confident I'm gonna feel like I own the room when I go into a room I'm gonna feel like I am knowledgeable, I'm going to feel beautiful. Then every day, pretty much every day, practice those feelings of confidence or practice whatever feeling you want to, but do it for so long that it becomes a habit because then it becomes a habit, then you can move on to the next. Yeah. For example, if you want to save. You have to do it intentionally. Yes, you have to be intentional about what you're changing. Otherwise, you're not going to go anywhere. So love yourself and to pick one thing at a time. Trust me, we have so much in life. So you're not hurrying. Where are you going when you're hurrying? Just take it as it comes and then learn. And the best, I think the way to know you've changed is when you're faced with a challenge that was this was similar to what you would make you react in a different way and you find that you choose a different way that's when you know you've changed otherwise all it is is just leap action i've changed i've changed i've changed 
However, <laughs> yeah. What you just said now, it reminded me of myself. Yeah. I used to be that kind of person that I get worried over mm -hmm. Like I get yeah. worried when things are going the way I want. I'm like worried. Why is this happening to me? Why is this not going the way I want? You know, mm. and in the process of me growing, I realized that I'm able to overcome that kind of feelings. Like yes. when things are not going the way I want. I try to encourage myself mm -hmm. and thinking that, oh, this too will pass. You know, I'm not getting angry and then passing the annoyance on other people yes I'm trying to hold myself and doing it one day at a time that's why i always believe in doing everything one day at a time because you know the process of growing it doesn't happen like this agreed yeah it's, it's a process that happens one day at a time like every day you are revolving every day you're realizing that you are not where you used to be yes so that's the way you should know that you are actually growing. Yes, agreed. Yeah, like I said, look back and see where you came from. And, and then love yourself through the whole thing. I think you practiced that self-love when you started seeing that your patterns were changing and you started talking to yourself in a different way whenever you were faced with a challenge. Mm -hmm. And that, that's growth. Of course, I certainly believe on that. I also encourage people to try as much as possible to be intentional with the things you say to yourself. That's really important. Even building confidence depends on the things you say to yourself. Agreed. No matter the kind yes. you go to, if you're not able to start creating the confidence within you by speaking those positive things into yourself pouring them yep. into yourself yep nothing is going to automatically work i love that because there's always a voice inside of us that's always talking non-stop mm -hmm. if you stay still enough you will hear it because it never shuts up mm -hmm. it's it has comments about everyone and everything mm -hmm. and that voice is a voice that we listen to a lot because it's in our head so how you're talking to yourself will matter a lot if you keep saying oh how could I have been so stupid or I'm always late or I'm never gonna get this that's what's coming out because your body reacts to that internal voice very quickly so yeah you're right internal dialogue is really important mm -hmm. that's the word yeah I have to get to that stage right now in life not the way our parents lived their life now mm. we're growing now we are seeing things and we are getting more exposed to know the right things to do to help ourselves yes we're living in the age of information now yeah. so what we have to do is make a choice of where we want to go mm -hmm. and instead of living in victimhood like i can never change this just practice a little bit of curiosity and think, what if I could change this? What would my life look like? And then start from there. That's how I started my personal journey. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that has been interesting, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's been interesting. Like, and every day like, I've learned to now look back and go, whoa. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's not a big transformation. Sometimes it's little changes. Yeah. But yeah they make such a big difference. 
I think those little changes are all you need. Yeah. You can't transform into Beyonce because you want to. Do you know what I mean? You have to think of what little changes do I need? Like every time I talk about emotion, it really gets to me. <laughs> me too. This was this was such a fun conversation. Yeah, it's nice. It was, it was really interesting. So how can our audience find you? Okay, so I'm on Instagram at CNK Motivation, C with an N, N, or it's my name. Uh, and I'm also on YouTube as well, CNK Motivation. And I have a website that will be coming up soon. So it'll be a link on Instagram. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much for joining me. I really had fun doing this. Thank you for having me. This was fun. And see you next time. I hope you find today's episode impactful. Thank you everyone for listening to have a pleasant week. Stay safe, spread love, and be great. Mwah. Hasta luego.